2: Here we go, here we go, here
1: we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
2: I'm Sam Nisty delaney So what?
1: Uh, We're at the beginning of what could be one of the most serious and sombre subjects that we've ever covered. Um, We're hoping to bring it back to life and examine it thoroughly, give it the proper uh, attention and and gravitas, I think that it deserves it's something that affected both of us when we were younger. Mm. It is of course the nineteen eighties rabies mania in Britain where um all of us were were touched by it along with nuclear war. I think it was the one thing that we we lay awake at night worrying about um the fact that we were we were almost certainly gonna get rabies. And die. Well, um,
2: <clears throat> most nights you'd, you'd think, right? I'm either going to die of a Soviet missile landing mm. on me, right? Which is, by the way, how I kind of imagined Directly. it worked. Yeah, I sort of thought. And they get saying the they've got a massive. They go, the Russians have got a massive bomb, and it's so big that it could literally kill everyone <laughs> in this country. I think what so it's a bomb so big it fucking drops and just flattens us all right He thought it was
1: a bomb the size of a country
2: yeah right that's what I thought right and so I thought am I going to die of that or am I going to die of getting bit by a foreign dog and getting mm. rabies and you just think yeah and usually you'd think oh I, to be honest at this rate I fucking hope there's going to be a nuclear bomb dropped on me because at least that'll be quick but Rabies, as we're about to look into, it was portrayed as a very horrible, painful death. Of course, then they started saying, "If you don't dive on those things, it might be heroin or AIDS." But that's that's for another time. At that's this true, stage, yeah. in in the earlier eighties, it was before those things got so fashionable. It was much more about. I think I think probably the heroin epidemic was sparked somewhat by the amount of fucking fear people had about. Nuclear Armageddon or getting rabies. No wonder so many people yeah. turn to heroin to numb out the anxiety. Yeah, yeah. To
1: numb the pain, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it was all the talk at the playground, wasn't it? Do you remember what the what the the, the kind of outcome would be?
2: That the was main suggested to you if you got rabies. The main thing that I think of when I think of rabies is foaming at the mouth.
1: Foaming at the mouth. Mm. Correct.
2: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Death yeah. by foaming at the mouth
1: you'd form it would form the life out of yourself wouldn't yeah. you yeah yeah so all much of your life would just be would come out, out.
2: It. it would be like when you see in a cartoon when someone puts too much washing powder in the washing machine and yeah. bubbles just fill the whole room that's, that's right. that yeah. would be like your well, your mouth
1: i guess you would be dehydrated to death from all the foam coming out you would, yeah. that, that would there's be, only so
2: much foam yeah. a human the average human only has what 3 to 4 pints of foam in him and if that's you over, if you over yeah. foam, that's it. Your your, yeah. your organs will very quickly shut down, and you will be dead.
1: <clears throat> Once your foam levels have dropped, you are mm. fucked.
2: Yeah, um, that's why I donate. And of foam. course, I donate foam every every year. You can go along. And a van they'll take, goes around. They'll
1: take about yeah. They'll they'll, they'll take like half a liter, won't they? Of form from you it, yeah it, you feel it you feel it when it's gone you do
2: feel it but it, you, it, you, it regenerates quite quickly they give you a. They, they'll give you a biscuit and a cup of tea which helps to basically because if not you will be lightheaded if you if you lose it doesn't sound like a lot but if you lose half a pint of foam if you donate half mm. a pint of foam you will be lightheaded mm. for the rest of the day and you will feel lethargic and therefore that's why they give you a biscuit and cup of tea which yeah. is half the reason i go
1: I mean, half a pint, that's very nearly an armful, mm. <laughs> as they say.
2: Yeah, as someone once said. And I tell you, <clears throat> the thing is, although rabies, as I think, but we're going to find out in this um, odyssey that we're undertaking here,
1: mm.
2: uh, I think that rabies is no longer the threat. It was in the 80s. It was very much an 80s thing. Um, but you, st- but in, in many ways, that's made people complacent. There are still many people, particularly children, all around mm-hmm. the country, who are foam deficient? They are deficient in foam, right? And that's why it's important to keep donating, because just because rabies the isn't kiddies. a threat doesn't mean there aren't other things that are causing people, kiddies, to lose their foam, right? Yeah. And therefore, yeah. we d- the, the NHS is always looking for more foam donations. So if you can spare it, which most healthy adults can, then please give generously, foam generously. Wow. I mean, when we were younger,
1: we would keep our levels up by eating them. Them foam sweets, wouldn't we? Like, like them foam prawns you could get. Yeah, in your, they were your made tempers, of foam mix-ups and stuff like that. And the bananas. Kids don't eat as many of them now.
2: The bananas were made of foam as well. Foam bananas.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I, I think the kids don't eat as many of them anymore. And so foam no. levels are just naturally. I, um, I think.
2: At any stage in the eighties, of course, I don't know whether you did this, but um, f- uh, obviously, hair mousse was very popular. In in the 80s, wasn't it? I I loved it. I
1: used hair mousse. I'd have
2: hair mousse. Like, all the hair products were were good. Like, honestly, in the 80s, I Mm. went through every hair product I went through a phase of. We're talking, obviously, gel. Studio line. Right, mm-hmm. obviously, Joe, that was the coolest of them all, wasn't it?
1: Did you use studio? I just used boots on brand. Jill. Yeah,
2: well, I was, you like know, I was in London, I was in the glitzy fashionable yeah. world of London, you know, yeah, it exactly. had to be studio line or nothing, right? Mm. Uh, and th- yeah, so you had studio line, but I also went from the worst was Brill Cream, which got. It kind of got very fashionable around the time of the Nick Cayman Levi's ad when kind of 50s Americana, 50s, 60s Americana suddenly became fashionable again in a big way. And Mm -hmm. there was a shop in in Soho called American Retro. And it it very much sort of dealt in that kind of look in sort of Americana ephemera. And suddenly, mm. Brill cream, which had gone out in the 50s, is what your granddaddy? the only cunts wearing it. My did use cream, yeah, grand, yeah. granddads all yeah. wore yeah. it. They slicked their hair back, didn't they, right? They did, yeah. But suddenly it became a bit and of trendy. of course,
1: jo- Jordan Pickford, I think, now does the same. Yes, he's
2: got a granddad's haircut. back. I he's think, got.
1: I think that, that, that's probably gel, though, I think he uses.
2: Hey, uh, I think it's broil cream. Every- Listeners, we're always interested in your grandfather's hairstyles. If you've yeah. got pictures or descriptions or drawings. Um, we're always interested in that. Probably all the same, though. They're probably the same. But if you have <laughs> a grandfather who has an unusual hairstyle or had an unusual ha- hairstyle, by unusual we mean not wasn't bald with a bit at the sides, right, which yeah. is the classic granddad. Or a
1: granddad with a quiff would be excellent.
2: A granddad with a quiff, especially a granddad with a white quiff with some yellow tobacco stains on it.
1: Mmm. You know the...
2: The best granddad with a tobacco-stained white quiff of all time, Paul Weller's dad, John Weller. John Weller, classic, (laughs) classic grandad quiff. (laughs) John Weller,
1: who of course managed Paul's career.
2: Yeah. uh, Even though he had no experience
1: in management. Aggressively, yet when Paul became you know beginnings of fame for Paul and the Jam, John Weller just took a look at it and went right. I'm I'm taking charge of this.
2: I'm doing it. I'll do the money side.
1: I'm not having some fucking London pods taking off the fucking
2: money. I'll do it. Keep it all in the ass. Boy, boy, <laughs> you still doing that? Are you still chitting about that guitar of yours? Yes, Dad. <laughs> What's this? Right. The lads in the pub said they've seen you on the telly. Yeah, I was on top of the pub, so I'm at number one. And the chart, number one in what? The charts? The charts? <laughs> what the hell's that with it's oh, out? What fucking charts? you getting paid for that, are you? Yeah, I'll get some money from when I said it was right. I'm taking care of that. <laughs> I'll go in. Pay for co- your fucking board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, you written any more songs yet? Yeah, we'll fucking get to it. They're insatiable, <laughs> these teenagers. They, just... can't, they can't get enough of it. I'll just have fucking Polydor
1: on the fucking phone. <laughs> they want another album by the end of the month. <laughs> what a <half> Christmas.
2: <laughs> can't crack on. I don't know. Do you want an hand? I'll give you a hand. It seems like it seems fucking easy to me. Moon, spoon, June. All rhymes, does not it? Love, gov. (laughs) Something like that. Go on, get going, boy. Go on, get out there. Get out in the garden and do it. (laughs) it, Don't do it in the house. Don't do it in the house. You know what your mum's nerves are like. She's a slave (laughs) to them. She don't need to hear that bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) She don't mind when it's finished. (laughs) Go and do it out in them woods that you like hanging about in, where you smoke them funny cigarettes. Go on. With your fucking mates, Bruce and fucking Rick. I don't know what's going on between you three, but I don't like it. Starting to think you might be a bunch of fucking fairies. Uh, Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, but we are genuinely interested in any any unusual grandfather um, haircuts or father haircuts. But only, yeah. and this is crucial, if your father is of grandfathering <laughs> age. Because we have some younger listeners. If you're in your 20s and your dad's fucking our age or something, we're not interested in his haircut. Not your dad. We're not, your fucking no, dad's got to be no, alright if your dad is a granddad.
1: Oh, if he's got to be a grand. Okay, right, fair enough.
2: That's alright.
1: Yeah, But I'm more right.
2: interested in your granddad's haircut. Your personal yeah. granddad's haircut. Especially yeah. if it's unusual. And if it's a quiff, you get bonus points. Now. Back to the matter in hand, hair products. Brille cream came back th- into fashion.
1: Yeah, I experimented with cream, but I, yeah, my, my hair was always really thin, so it was yeah. ridiculous. The only, the only outcome I was going to get would have been the slick back, granddad slash Jordan Pickford look.
2: Well, but it was, it was too greasy. It was so greasy, and it was the worst. It was a disaster. It wouldn't my, stay in place. my hair, well, I've. I've I've not told you this before, but it's actually quite bad. Um, I had—I was born with a double crown. <laughs>
1: wow! I
2: was, yeah, yeah.
1: Fucking hell, he kept yeah. that
2: quiet. I'm thinking of writing one of my um, reset mental health confessionals about it. So <laughs> yeah. Like the trauma yeah. of being born with a double crown. Do you know what you I mean? Get
1: a guest on who's, who had a double crown. Yeah, and then we can relate crown.
2: to each other. Yeah. So yeah, I did have a double crown. Well, your crown is what is the spot on your head that the hair, it's the roots of your hair, Andy. Uh, well, it all comes
1: from the epicenter so of it the all hairstyle. Grows. It's
2: the epicenter. Imagine uh, being born with two. So you got yeah. your hairs growing out of two separate spots on your head in different directions. Yeah. Therefore, getting any shape to a hairstyle. Is nigh on impossible.
1: Fucking and nightmare. what it meant
2: for me a lot, my, my defining characteristic when I was a young boy at primary school was the tuft. I had a tuft. There was a tuft that right. couldn't be tamed, Andy. The only way mm. I could have tamed it was if I'd had my head shaved, but there was no way that was my kids lo- my parents weren't wise, into that.
1: Where, where was where was the tuft? Location wise? Sort of towards, the back, towards the back.
2: Towards the back. The back. I can I can post a picture. I've got a couple of great pictures of me with a tuft. And um to, one of them used to be my Facebook uh, profile pic, so I can find it quite easily. And uh, 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 looking back, its I've got to say, it's really cute, mate. It's re- its lovely. It's actually... Endearing. It's yeah. really lovely and endearing. Yeah. By the time, I was like, "Ah, oh, this fucking tuft. I'm fa- I look like a fucking idiot, right? So then I get secondary school. So I thought, then, when I got secondary school, that was when the hair product for men fucking like revolution happened and it was a revolution. Mm. It was everywhere, wasn't it? Every ad break. Of course it was. Gel, yeah. brill cream, mousse, hairspray. I even used that. So I used it all to try and eradicate yeah. the tough. Nothing worked. The Brill Cream, even your stronghold gel. Can I not normal gel, stronghold gel. Gel yeah. that they claim that once it's up. in your hair, your hair would stiffen to it, even if you're in a fucking gale, not a single strand would move.
1: Yeah. Like wearing but a helmet.
2: Absolute bollocks. Now, I uh, got the broil Cream, and the reason it was a disaster was it was so greasy and disgusting. You put it in, and what? I, and I probably thought I would have seen Nick Kamen in that ad, you know, where he takes his trousers mm. off, right? And I thought, yeah, that's who I want to look like. All but the girls.
1: was for it was for American trousers, wasn't it? It was for American
2: trousers, right? Although <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: buy American trousers,
2: it, it, it boosted sales in a number because it was it was so. I know you rightly point out this is an overused word, but it really was iconic. iconic. <laughs> it was an iconic. <laughs> it was so iconic that <laughs> it not only boosted sales in Levi five hundred ones, it even more had an even bigger impact on the sale of boxer shorts. No one yeah, was wearing boxer shorts again. Boxer shorts were for grandads until then, mm-hmm. right? They had yeah. to put boxer shorts Our on boxes. because the Advertising Standards Authority. Said he couldn't wear Y fronts or briefs because you could see their words, not mine, the outline of his cock and balls. Cock and balls. <laughs> right? Yeah. So they yes. said, Oh fucking hell, well, we're gonna have to put him in boxer shorts. Everyone's like, Well, that's stupid, no one wears boxer shorts. That's what your granddad wears. Apparently that was it then. Everyone like they you know, fucking went up a thousand percent. Everyone started wearing mm. boxers. The other thing was it, it led to obviously increasing people buying old Soul records, because it was I heard it through the grapevine, and that had been out of fashion throughout the seventies. Motown, because punk put paid to it for a little while, and um, and also Brill Cream and all that stuff.
0: Jalapeño. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here for Mint Mobile. Jalapeno.
2: So I'm thinking, I want to look like Nick Kamen. Fuck me. You put it in, you kind of style it with a comb into what an approximation of Nick Kamen's quiff. Yeah, It looks pretty shit, but it's all right. You walk out the door on a drizzly fucking February to go to school. Within Mm. two fucking seconds, what you've actually got is, yeah, it's completely flat, lank, hanging down. And it it basically, it looks like you haven't washed your hair in a month. Yeah, and you've sort of dipped it in chick fat. It's and you stick. It stinks as well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I can smell you remember it that? Now, thinking mm. about it,
1: yeah. Mm. It and makes it you think it's of your granddad run down the side, of, run down the side of your head oh. as you walk into
2: school. It's the least said, attractive hair, look you can have.
1: Yeah, my hair was was always very thin. Mm. You know, from time to time it grows out a bit, and I, it still feels thin. There's nothing I could do with mm. it. Um, ever thought th- about th-
2: having your Twitter bio as just simply "Profanity Swan" underneath "Thin haired Thin Head Man"? I might do,
1: mm. might do. Yeah, I
2: life, get, life, I do. if you ever want to talk about man. your thin hair childhood, I'm I'm happy to have you on the reset to talk about it if you're ready to address those memories.
1: I, I'm I'm considering hair transplants. Yeah, it seems to be quite easy to get done now. Yeah, when go when to Turkey. It it's cheap. Go
2: to Turkey. Yeah, um, I, I know. I know, bloke Reddit. Your old Sunderland left back, Mickey Gray. Michael Gray. He big, did it live on YouTube, didn't he? Big advocate of it. And I <laughs> mean, he, let's be honest, he's fucking gorgeous, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's a beautiful man. Sunderland's yeah. most beautiful man of all time. Uh, yeah, he did it live on YouTube, Mickey Gray. I remember watching a bit of it
2: for a few minutes and then getting just gonna, bored. going <laughs> to have off. a bit of a watch of uh, our old left yeah. back having a hair transplant. <laughs> yeah, why well, not?
1: In Turkey or wherever it was. It. I don't think it was in Britain pretty sure it wasn't in britain um i I, um then i used gel but i would use a gel slash hairspray combo oh
2: how does that work well you'd put you'd use both products
1: i'd use gel first and then then, keep it in place
2: with hairspray i've done that i did it all. yeah i did that too yeah Yeah. and that that, i bet that didn't work either did it
1: well, no, because the thing was, I had a habit of running my fingers through my own hair.
2: Well, that was trendy was, to do I that. It was a
1: nervous affliction almost. Yeah, it
2: was nervous, but also it was quite trendy. Again, it was part of the 50s, yeah. 60s revival. Everyone yeah. wanted to be James Dean. And James Dean, so. and so like, you know, another thing was a comb in your back pocket. Because that was what uh, 50s throwbacks did too. Like the funds. Yeah, you, you take it out and then you, whoosh. oh, talking of the funds. Um, talk about have, the Fonz have you ever seen uh, before we get the ribbies, I, I saw it the other day someone shared a clip of the Fonz right and he's 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 in I think he's in Al's Diner yeah. right like he always is diner. fucking where he always is I don't know <laughs> and and He's, and weirdly, Susie Quattro is on stage. Have you seen this?
1: Oh, I have seen she's it, She's yeah. on a
2: platform with her band, and she's singing a song. Yeah. She's she's dressed in Susie Quattro's 70s gear, but everyone else is in Happy Days' 50s gear. So it's, very inco- it's a conceptual nightmare. And she mm. is performing a song called Do the Fonzie, right? And while she's doing it, Fonzie's doing a dance routine, not unlike, you know, the Time Warp. Right, Mm. and there's two girls, you know, in bobby socks and those sort of skirts and ponytails and all the rest of it. Yeah, and they're next to him doing like the dance with him. It's fucking strange. It's really, I mean, even by standards of Happy Days, which let's be honest, is relentlessly psychedelic every fucking episode. It's like what hated Happy Days. What the the fuck fuck is this? I despised Happy Days. Yeah i can see why it was just sort of strangely depressing i used to love it but i don't think i could sit <laughs> for an episode now um yeah do the funds anyway you wanted to be like the fonds. i did yeah i sort of thought i want to be like fonds james dean uh young elvis or nick cayman in that advert but mm. i couldn't have been further from any of those things and when you talk about the hair spray i went through that stronghold so i go right to, it's going to be different now i'm going to put in stronghold gel and then once it's shaped to my liking, I will yeah. fucking spray all over it. And then that will really turn it to work. And why did we think that, Andy? i tell you why. Because the two most significant individuals in our society at the time were HRH Queen Elizabeth II and yeah. Margaret Thatcher. And they both had helmet hair, right? They it both is. had yeah. hair like big fucking hats, like fucking astronaut helmets, right? Mm -hmm. And never, ever did they have a hair out of place. And I tell you who else had hair like that as well, my nan. And I'm guessing probably yours.
1: Most nans, yeah. Because they
2: put their heads in those machines. Mm. What goes on in those machines that makes the hair harden so amazingly? It galvanises the hair, doesn't it?
1: it? But yeah, and it does. And it does it for weeks on end. Yeah. You would think that kind of treatment would just work for a day or two, and then their hair would begin to flop. But but it's something that lasts for weeks and weeks till they go back and get it done again.
2: Yeah. What is it? I don't know. But it's better than any hairspray. Although my nan also did use a... a fu- I mean, I I reckon that nans were responsible for the fucking hole in the ozone layer, weren't they? The amount of fucking... Probably. What do they call it? L-net. Is that Was that the brand, the big sort of gold? That, that
1: sounds familiar, Massive, yeah. mega yeah.
2: sort of gold-coloured bottles.
1: Yeah.
2: And they would spray the fuck out of themselves. But because of that, I think, well, it's working for her and the Queen and Thatcher. It's got to work yeah. for a little old Sam here, right? I, I don't even have as much hair as them. Never worked. Mm. Never worked. You'd feel it go hard, wouldn't you? Can you remember how it felt mm. when you touched it after a great good spray-up? Do you know what it was? What?
1: it's a root perm
2: what the it machine a root
1: perm that's that's what they used to get the the, the roots would be permed and that would keep
2: so it's a mini spring at the root of the hair yeah that would support yeah. the rest of it
1: that would support the rest of it that's fascinating
2: yeah. well the thing is what we could have done with back then but it was just it was stigmatized is us as young men should have been able to use those machines
1: yeah exactly they were, couldn't get on them, couldn't get fucking booked. They but were imagine booked solid if,
2: for months. Imagine if you'd gone in to a place like that, what we were talking about for Christmas, two salons by the sea or whatever it's called. Imagine yeah. if you'd rocked up in your local one of those when you were a teenager, when you were 13, right? Yeah. With your thin hair, <laughs> right, and mm. gone. I'd like to put myself in for a root perm, please. How would that have gone down at the local salon in your.
1: It would be the same as if you'd walked into um, a slightly rough pub on a council estate where you yeah. didn't live. Mm. And yeah. you just, you would just. Everything would go quiet. Or <laughs> yeah. well, like one of those saloon bars where you're swinging <laughs> <Yeah>. doors open.
2: <laughs> like the slaughter The pianist
1: stops playing.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, the pianist stops playing, everybody looks. Who's this fucker? It'll be like that. It'll be like that. And quite right as well.
2: Have but you get, ever. Getting
1: a book in on one of them. Oh. You, you know, now when you try, people try to get. Um, an allotment plot through
2: yeah. so the council. Yeah.
1: And you go on the waiting list, there's 1,500 people on the waiting list.
2: Yeah, you've got I no know. chance.
1: You'll die before you get there. I know, allotment. but
2: there's I like, I don't know if you've heard about this, but round my way, my oh. mate got an allotment. And I said, how have you done that? I heard it was like the hardest thing in the world. And he goes, there are ways and means. And down at every allotment, there's one person who secretly is like the Harry Kraut figure who's running right. it. But right. he's not official and yeah. you will give them a nod and a wink, and they'll say, I know one's coming up. Or I know that oh, right. those people over there, they're going away. They're moving. And yeah. I, um, if you do a cash deal, they won't declare that they're moving. It yeah, will stay just... in their name, but effectively it will be your allotment. Right. Dodgy, mate. It's a black market in allotments.
1: Yeah, it could backfire on you, couldn't it? Because they could decide they want to take control of your plot again, like son
2: yeah and then what what rights do you you have where are your rights nothing if you're gonna if you're gonna live by the sword you'll die of the sword because you will have no rights if they come back and said oh see you've grown a lot of tomatoes there. lovely big crop of tomatoes Mm. they're mine i'm taking them they're mine what are you talking about i spent the last year (laughs) growing that crop of tomatoes it's on my fucking land read the small print those tomatoes are coming on with me yeah
1: got a piece of paper here with my name on it. Don't see your name anywhere on there.
2: Yeah. Now, get out of the way. You've been
1: working for me, boy.
2: Get out of the way. I'm having all of them and your lettuces, and I'm going to go back and have a fucking massive salad, you cunt. (laughs) And when your
1: potatoes are ready, I'm having them as well. You can fucking dig them up for me.
2: And then I'm going to fucking make chips out of all of them. (laughs) I'm going to have a chip banquet. (laughs) Similar
1: with taxi, uh, taxi plates as well. What? They 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 get traded. Oh, you know, yeah. if it's like a um like a black cab or oh, the similar up here. The handsome cab. Do they call it the handsome cab?
2: They used to, didn't they? You know
1: one one that you can flag down, the different yeah, yeah. Black mini cab, cabs mini yeah. cabs, aren't they? Yeah. Black yeah, cab. there's only so many plates that are allowed. They're
2: licensed right. by the council. Right.
1: And I think there's a waiting list, but also they can also be traded uh behind closed doors.
2: So so you can become a cabby? Like a black cabby yeah. on the yeah. sly, yeah. On the quiet, or be I think like, so. no, Noel Edmonds got himself a black cab, didn't
1: he? He bought the cab, but he didn't have the plate, so he couldn't take passengers on.
2: Ah, oh, but he had a cardboard cut, he had a mannequin he had a ca- that he, he had pretended a dummy, was his lover in anyway,
1: So that nobody would want to flag him down, yeah. <laughs> noble, <Normal. laughs>
2: No play. Classic no play. Classic there. No play. <laughs> <laughs> a vintage bit of No play. <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, um, but yeah, hair was uh, and just lastly before we finish on the eighties hair epidemic. Um, no,
1: it's the end of the episode bit we haven't touched the, rabies the, the, yet. The
2: last, the <laughs> last product that I graduated onto, which was sort of like the crack cocaine when you've been through all the other drugs and you go to the final, like the end game drug, right? Right. What's this going to be? It go was. On. It was called Black and White, and it was hair wax. And it was oh, yeah. and, and you could get it. It was again one of these products that had been available in very old man barber shops since the 50s, mm. right? And it was just granddads knew about it. But then, in a genius bit of marketing, someone took it, saw that the packaging was still kind of no longer dated, but sort of somehow cool and retro.
1: Retro-ish. Yeah. So they took
2: this very old fashioned, shitty product, a bit like broil cream, and just put it on the shelves of trendy shops like that shop i mm. mentioned earlier american retro and up the price and sort of tried to mark it as a designer accessory right it flew out but yeah. really it was just granddad shit anyway my brother got some this is when my brother was a uh, psycho billy right so he had to uh, yeah and i'd go in and use that and that is next stuff. that's really like your hair will probably why i went bald it's so toxic it's like putting fucking chemicals from a nuclear plant into your hair really and it was really like thick you had to like you had to like fucking really get your fingers dug into it It's like candle wax almost right to get your hand into it and and pull a chunk out and then rub it for a long time to make it sort of smooth enough to then apply to your hair but it would never quite be soon enough. So you'd go to school and someone would go, oh, you've got a big white lump of something that looks like spunk in your <laughs> fucking hair. It was disgusting. And I'm not, I've am not i no idea why I did all of this, but people in the 80s and even spilling a little bit into the early 90s, it was all about fucking styling your hair with shit. And that takes us back to mousse, which is a form yeah. of foam, which is... Yeah. Um, takes us back to rabies
1: yeah and I think the uh, the whole the whole wax thing takes us back to rabies as well because it was something that should have been outlawed um, in the same way that rabies was yeah the, I, I don't
2: remember any public information films about the use of hair wax mothers are yours? is your son using <laughs> hair wax does he want to look like Nick Cayman out of the Levi's <clears throat> advert stop here are the signs does he have a white lump a bit like all spunk in his hair. <laughs> all spunk, Do you know where course.
1: your son is today, mother?
2: All, Do you know all, what's in his hair? All spunk is what Viz, like, only ever referred to spunk as. Because <laughs> they're like, that's what schoolboys called it. All spunk. He got all spunk in him. Mothers. Mothers, your right. son is trying to make his thin, lank hair stand up. Like James Dean or the Fonz. It will not work. <laughs>
1: we'll try and do Rabies next time, shall we? Mm.
2: Well, well this is a little out. amuse-bouche what? for the 80s. This is, this yeah, just the sets just the, scene. the scene. We? This is all about context. Yeah. Next up, we will get into... Is. And should, should we tell people if they want to watch along or will you be tweeting it what the video is?
1: No, there's, there's a video that we're going to look at. Yeah. I've just lost it. Where is it? Um... Yeah, it's a 4 minute long compilation.
2: It's called Rabies UK Rabies Public Information Public, Films.
1: That's what it's called, Rabies UK Public Information Films. Uh on uh on the YouTube it's uploaded by someone called Fat Fox, P H A T T P H. He's done it E-C-K-S. the Ameri-
2: he's done it the cool rap way. Yeah, yeah, That's has, the rap yeah. spelling, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, so have a look at that I and mean, that's what we'll be looking at. Uh all right. Thanks very much for listening. More next time. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.